Hey there, and welcome back to the Better With Running podcast, episode 78, Zaka. My uh, yeah, it is. host on the other on the other end there. Geez, mate. Oh, I was um, yeah, when I was typing the notes the other day, and I was, yeah, look at 77 episode. Now we're up to 78. This is <laughs> yeah, insane. Anyways, yeah, just uh uh introduction to you, Zaka Newman, um, my fellow run to PB coach and, and six-time marathoner. And as I said last week. Hopefully, and in, in not too long off, um, we've both got through another week unscathed. Hopefully, seven-time marathoner soon to be. So, welcome back to the show, mate. Thank you, Mattress. Yeah, good to be back on chatting all things running. And, um, yeah, I think we say this every week as we build to the Melbourne Marathon. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it is exciting and we're seeing a lot of um, – you know, obviously, we're coaching a lot of athletes that are running at uh, Melbourne. So, the excitement levels are there. And, um, yeah, just – this time of the the build up you know you you really have to be um i guess it's an exciting part but there's also you know you get a few days where like a niggle might come up and you have to maybe take a day off or tiredness creeps into so just just uh managing that at the moment and and, and all of us are uh, navigating through that so it's um yeah interesting times but uh yeah pretty exciting as well yeah absolutely i mean it's i don't know about you but i, I don't think i've ever got to an actual marathon, to the start line, without something creeping in, without a needle yeah. or without, yeah, having having a concern with some part of the body. Um, yeah, it's obviously something that uh, that is very challenging to get to that start line um, yeah. just in the first place. And, and yeah, it's, it's pretty common to have something creep up, especially in those last sort of, you know, three to six weeks out when you're really starting to press the envelope a bit. Yeah, and I think um, you know it's it's different when um, you know you're doing a ten k or you're doing a half. It's um, yeah, you, you almost have that you know with the marathon. There's that overarching. You know, there's a bit of if you really signed up and it's been a long, long process to get there. So yeah, there, there's a little bit more of that added weight on your shoulders that um, sometimes yeah you just just have to step back and just go well, one day out of a, you know, 12, 16 week prep. If I have a day off here and it, and it can get things back on track. Um, yeah. Don't be afraid to take them rather than, than pushing, pushing on and pushing the envelope and potentially, um, yeah. Risking any further injury. So yeah, it's, um, it is, a, it's a balancing act at the moment and uh, yeah, we're getting there. So yeah. yeah it can be um, very easy to get caught up in the numbers. Sometimes you think, yeah. I hit, you know, 100Ks last week. I've got to either do that again next week or go further and then you and start Mm. thinking to yourself, geez, you know, if I take a day off here, that means I might only hit 90Ks this week and it's not going to, yeah, I'm going to be as confident. But yeah, if you, if you take that, that day and and hit the 90Ks, then you might be able to get through the next few weeks unscathed. And so, yeah, Mm. it is absolutely, like you say, it's just such a balancing act and yeah, just just to the body. And probably a shout out to our partners out there and the, you know um, marathoners who are in deep training blocks um, who um, you know maybe 
bit grumpy and tired sometimes when they're doing a lot of training and you know they're, they're trying to fit in the, the training around um, family life and uh, it can put a bit of strain on the partner at times so um, yeah obviously at those times it's, it's also good to acknowledge that yeah it, it can be at times a selfish selfish pursuit um, what we're after because we, you know as runners we just get into this um, stubborn mindset of like I've got to do my you know Sunday run at this time or I've got to I've got to keep ticking them off and um, yeah it's also sometimes you've got to take a step back and, and just be you know comfortable that maybe you do need to be a bit flexible and it'll be um, it'll help as well in the long run because you know you'll be um, yeah, happier in, in the long run if you can uh, yeah keep your partner happy yeah so no they're they're probably def- well they're definitely the heroes in this situation yeah I think no, Sean's uh, pretty def- keen for the marathon to be over. <laughs> yeah, Gemma too. Gemma too. She's yeah. mentioned that a couple of times. But yeah, yeah. just that. I mean, it, the other thing is that you you are you're, you're so tired. Like yeah, just want to um chill out and not mm. do a lot. Um and then yeah, like today, I, uh, the the um the weather's been pretty horrible down here in in Melbourne, and so I've um I've <laughs> had to go out and chop some wood, and I was um yeah. <laughs> Not the not the best chopping that I've ever done. <laughs> just especially coming off the long run today. So, yes, yes, um, good effort. what's that? Good effort getting out and do some uh, chopping. Yeah, yeah, I was um, yeah, I was lucky. The wood was um was fairly easy to split. If it was something something a bit more um, naughty and challenging, I would have. I think I would have just gone up. We're we're, we're going to just rug up with some blankets rather than um, getting the fire back on. <laughs> Didn't upload that to Strava as an as an extra activity. <laughs> uh, I didn't think about it. I reckon it would have got a few kudos, but uh, <laughs> I didn't. I, I left well, one hardcore. Might, people might start implementing the, the wood chopping into their marathon programs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, Speaky, mate, yeah, go for it, mate. Sorry. Yeah, you you've had put together another another fine week, and you, I know you you threw together a, a um another crack at the Portsy Fart League, Fart Portsy Fart League this week. So yeah, what? How'd your your week pan out? Yeah. Um. <sighs> Sammy, Sammy coach, uh, the, the shoe dog, Sammy, he introduced us to Portsy Fart League. I think we spoke about this, um, geez, it was, do you reckon it was six weeks ago or even maybe four? Yeah, maybe even four months ago. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think we both really thought this session was good, um, ticked all the boxes in terms of, um, you know, dipping in, particularly in a marathon block, is yeah, having some some minutes in there. So that the actual, for those who haven't um, seen the Portsy Fart League and it's inspired by, Percy Serity, um, three by three minutes into with a one minute float between the reps, four, three by five minutes, one minute float between the reps, and four by one minute, uh, one minute between. There's actually two minute jog between each of those sets. So, um, yeah, for me, I like this session because, um, yeah, I can sort of, I haven't done a lot of work at the three minute, um, you know, even under three minutes. So, to get the wheels going again and, and try and see what kind of strength I've been able to develop um, and then just sort of translating into the shorter, the shorter reps and, and see how that came out. And uh, surprisingly, the three minuters, um, you know, I, I think when I did this session first up, I, I found it a little bit tougher to get. Um, so I was probably more in a strength phase then when I first did this session. And um, I think now that I've kind of done some, you know, I've gone and gone through that phase. I was able to hit the three minutes straight in pretty comfortably. And um, yeah, I was sort of aiming to get around that 305 pace. And 
Um, yeah, even that last rep, so the last of the three minute, I was able to sort of really lock onto, you know, low three minute K pace um, for the three minute rep effort. So, and what I was probably noticing more so in this was, um, was able to just get into the floats at sort of 335s, 340s, and it felt really comfortable. Um, and then into the having a two minute rest. So I think just the floats, I'm quite comfortable off one minute float, but then having that jog also, um, yeah, I, I find because my sessions have been a lot longer. This is a, this is a 12K session, so it goes kind of quick. Um, so once I'd got through the three minutes, I was like, oh, it's only three by five. And I kind of didn't think about the one minute is. I think you just sort of um, concentrate on that five minute block. And that's probably where the, the, the magic is in those fives is um, you know, coming off those um, quicker three minutes to then sort of lock in. And it almost forces you to just, uh, my five minute is I was able to jump on a 310, 311. It felt really comfortable. Like, because I've been running 05s, 03s, like to drop to 311s and only hang on for another two minutes. It was, um, yeah, it came out really well. And I looked down on my last rep and I was sitting in a 308s and I just, it still felt in control. Like I thought, oh, this is like 311s, but it was, it was 308. So, uh, and then, yeah, I hit the one minute as I was probably, I didn't absolutely go after the one minute as I, I just worked into them and was probably a bit conservative. I know just off that Sunday workout, um, wanted to make sure like uh, that glute issue it seemed to have settled really well and a lot of easy running before that. So I thought I don't want to just really try and belt these um, one minuteers. And um, luckily, yeah, there was no pain through the glute um, and just, yeah, worked into it. it was still, there was a few turns in there, so I couldn't really... I guess if it was on the track, like I think if you did this session where you maybe did finish the one minute around a track or um, you're not on the road, you could probably get rolling and do some fast, you know, um, get on there and really get get going. But this one, uh, yeah, the, the one minute has came out um, strong, but not, um, not crazy fast. And I think also doing it solo probably helps as well because you don't get sucked into sort of someone else's paces. Um, so yeah, overall that that came out really well, and I, I pretty much ran the same time as I did um, when we did this, yeah, that time ago, four or six weeks ago. So, which is great. Like in terms of time and distance covered, was it was about bang on. Which off the back of that Sunday and some heavier legs, I think that's that's a really good sign. Yeah, I think that's all. Probably one of the most positive things out of that was the like the Sunday where we did the six k all the way six five six seven six five four three two one k efforts, um, and that really I found banged the legs up um, and took a little bit to recover from and and you've been able to knock this out uh, really well and it sounds like pretty comfortable uh, at those faster paces so I think it was a real good time that you a you've recovered from that Sunday run and b that yeah the the fitness and the strength is really there. Yeah, and it was um, it was I kind of planned for doing that session on the Wednesday, knowing that I was actually going to do a workout on Saturday. Um, had a mate's fortieth on the Sunday, so was sort of wanting to, and that was starting early. So I really adjusted the week around a few reasons. Around that is just wanted to um run this one with a bit more bit more heaviness in the legs rather than waiting the Wednesday through to Sunday so getting that the bigger workout which was on Saturday um, 
yeah, that was the, the reasoning behind that. And um, yeah, I wanted to go pretty big. So I wanted to get 40K in the legs. So I ended up doing the 10K. So the session was a 10K warm up. So usually I warm up that 4K. Um, so I guess, yeah, this one having the 10K in the legs beforehand. So I did 10K with, with uh, Dave P, who runs BB Coach, who lives nearby. And we met up down at the, the Arab Boulevard and just went out for 10, year, 10K easy, just chatting along. Um, I wasn't actually really thinking about the session too much. It was a, I oh, might have been, you know, that it would have been hammering down with rain all night and um, the previous day and then waking up to some pretty heavy white rain. I knew this was going to be probably challenging mentally. I know um, a lot of my efforts had some, some workouts scheduled in on, on Saturday and um, it was inspiring to see, you know, I came back and pretty much everyone had got out the door and done their workout and even out on the track, out on the trails, I'll talk about the session. I, I saw lots of groups out there and I think it was just, um, yeah, they all gave you the, the runner's nod out there because they were, you know, it's, it's like, there's something about obviously the uh, say the large contingent of these we're training for Melbourne. It's like you know you're four weeks out and we're training for a marathon. This you know in summer and now hammering down in cold rain, um, you know Melbourne weather, and it was um it was pretty cool to see so many people just getting out the door and um, not shirking with the weather and getting it done. But yeah, so so back to that ten k, just really easy and and did the legs would a little bit tired at the end but once i was over once i changed at the car so i had the the um the kit change and you know i wanted to put on a um like i ran in like a light jacket and um, long sleeves so i wanted to change into a t-shirt and um wasn't quite game to wear the singlet because it was still pretty cool out there and uh, i just had the t-shirt and some, and um took a yeah, loaded up a couple of gels in the pocket my salt tablets and also a caffeine chew and also carried so i had a bottle with me and i carried that so yeah with this session it was um after the 10k warm-up was going to be 30k of 1k on 1k off and my goal was to sit in at uh, goal marathon pace at so 325s and then hit some um, 350s for the recoveries or for the floats. Um, so 350s, even to 345s. But um, I actually started carrying the bottle and uh, was going to put it, I actually had a sip probably after the second of the 1K reps and then uh, 1K efforts and then carried it for a bit longer and then put it down uh, on part of the course that I was going to come back over, um, hoping that no one would come along and, and take it, which uh, luckily... No, I was keen for half a bottle of Morton that was uh, sitting in a pop top. So yeah, I uh, got out there and my also uh, objective here was to incorporate a bit of the Melbourne Marathon course and include the, the tan. So I was to go out along the, the, um, the Yarra Trail and then over back out, um, you know, basically taking in about 15K before I headed up over um, into the sort of the tan area didn't quite nail the timing. So I was able to get, just cause I was going 1K on 1K off and I hit the bottom of the, um, of the tan. And as you start to climb up towards the shrine, which is part of the Melbourne Marathon course, I got 
three quarters of it um, as part of my 1K prep and then was back into a float. So I actually then tried to sort of double back to <laughs> didn't really work out because I wanted to then use a bit more because I, I didn't want to back off too much in the floats and pushing up those hills, um, you know, it, goal was keep the effort there and see where I was. And I was still holding. I haven't um, I don't know if I've got the splits up here, but I think I was still around the 3.30 mark, um, even working up the hill. So um, that sort of gives me a, good, a fair bit of confidence that, um, you know, I can push up in that, in that part of the course. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of being on the course, I actually jumped on the road for a little bit because it was so putrid out there and wet. There was just not many cars out there. It was a, you know, obviously a few runners, but uh, I just jumped down on the road for um, the part that you get up to the shrine. There's that section that you head towards the main road. And, I mean, I've run around the tent so many times and uh, it's always it's every time it's different when you're doing a session like if you, your mindset's quite different and I don't do a lot of sessions there I do a lot of easy running but to then yeah get it get on there and um sort of push along and try and visualize what it's going to feel like in the marathon was um was a good experience and I sort of forgotten about that little um kink of a hill that you get towards the main road um so you kind of go up past the shrine, you get a nice flat area and then it's just a small rise, not, not really a hill, but I know 30, that's probably at 36K um, that you'll still feel that. So it's just good to, to experience that and just have that, you know, in the back of my mind. Uh, and then, yeah, had that 1K float, which was back down along the main road. Uh, so you're sort of still sampling the course and then back onto onto the tan and, and also how the course goes as you head back towards St Kilda Road. And, uh, yeah, took another, took a gel there. So earlier I took a gel at like 10K and took a caffeine chew at that time. And, yeah, I just, once I was sort of homebound, because I, I think with this session with the 1K on, 1K off, I, I basically just thought of it as um, 15 1K reps. So I was just like 5K, you know, get five done, then another five. And it was Breaking it down that way, it seemed to go pretty quick. Um, and then, yeah, once I was on Homewood Bound and I know that <laughs> section from um, from basically the corner of the tan back to uh, where my car was, it's, you know, a bit over 5K. And I sort of thought, well, it's only three or four reps, you know, three reps. So it, was, it went pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, rain, persistent rain throughout it. Uh, had a couple of breaks of rain, but it was, yeah, I think that also just makes you feel like, you know, it's a, you get even more out of it because you, can, you think, well, if it's clear and nice weather and you're in a pack, like that's going to be a lot easier than going out there solo and, and, and pushing along. So, um, yeah, it was, was good. And I think the, the most encouraging sign was probably in the last, um, the last 5K. Like I actually felt... Um, like I could have got going for another, you know, three or four reps if I had to. And even one of the last reps, I looked down my watch and I sort of almost zoned out. I was sitting at 320s. And then for a second, I had to think, am I on a, um, am I on an effort or a float here? Like it's just, it actually felt the same because I've been doing so many of them. Um, so that was, that was great signs. Um, so yeah, overall, um, big day out there. Didn't need to do a warm down. So it was, um, yeah. 40k of, of running yeah mate <clears throat> that's a big saturday that one um 
And uh, yeah, I think that was really good how you how you got around the shrine um, and, and jumped on the course like you were talking about. Like I, I find the, I think what well, I find the one of the hardest parts, and and this is a bit of a change to the course from I think when I first did it, you kind of go all the way down. So once you hit Domain Road, you go all the way back down to St Kilda Ave. Whereas now you look yeah. up to the town. Yes. Right hand turn back up to the shrine. I remember my hamstrings went last time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top and that little pinch, like it's kind of like there's a little pinch in that one too. Yeah, and that I did. That was one of my um yeah least favorites parts of the uh of the course because I, I I felt like mentally I was like all right just get to the top. And yeah. Downhill and then I had to shoot right. I'm like no, going <laughs> <laughs> to back up. No, I want to just go downhill for the rest yeah. of it. Um, yeah, getting that sort of reconnaissance um with this run and, and obviously like i think you hit that at about 20k so i mean it yeah. went 30k of running in the length mm. where you hit that so it's on tired legs and, and and trying to push up around around that section was um yeah, yeah really good confidence building that you managed to do that and then settle back into a rhythm over that last 5k and and if you're if you're thinking geez am i on an on or an off like it's just feeling the same like that's a yeah such a, a good feeling and, and a positive experience from this session the um actually actually as coming through to what, on the way back i did pick up the bottle um <laughs> and oh, i dropped and then i i ran with it and because it was so wet and slippery i ran for like 200 meters and then i dropped it <laughs> so then i had to had to go back slowly pick it up and yeah that was and i thought back to biwa i know with um dana actually um uh, and, and yourself at like 20 20 odd K I dropped the bottle there and I didn't end up picking it up. They know ended up giving me some of his, yeah, I think. He gave you some of yours. I mean, just before the turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, things like that, you just, the split seconds and, and it can happen in the marathon. So yeah, just, just having the awareness of, of all those factors. But yeah, I, I actually, um, I know last week when I took some fuel on board, I found um, I've just struggled a bit getting it down and um, I was a lot better this week. So I think practice is working. Um, so I'll keep doing that. Um, still might go on a bit of a hunt for a couple of different bottle options. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, that seems to be working. Took the two salt tablets. So they seem to, yeah, the hammy um, or the glute just... Um, yeah, I felt it a little bit early and then I can kind of just switch it off. Like it's almost mentally sometimes I can think, oh, you know, is it there? And then if I think, oh, it's not there, it's fine. Like I felt like this before, it's all good. And then it goes and it just, I was sort of wait. It was towards the end. I thought, oh, is, is there anything there? And there was nothing. And I was able to just to almost feels like as I get a bit faster or a bit more stronger towards the end, it's, um, yeah, it doesn't come into play. So that's just something I've just got to keep managing over the next um, four weeks, making sure I'm on top of, um, you know, any, any activations through the glutes to, to really keep on top of it. Did you do anything before like the session? Um, not of- really. I mean, we got, I got back, changed shoes, did a few strides, but no, I mean, I'm doing some mobility before every run, like just, you know, getting a roller, getting on the spiky ball, doing a few activations. But I think during the day in the next three, four weeks, as I'm sitting, you know, as I'm sitting down, even every few hours, I'm going to make a conscious effort to get up and just keep keeping active because I know 
um, yeah, as we go into the taper as well and you still feel that lethargic uh, feeling that, yeah, it's going to be something I'll be, be on top of. But, yeah. Um, 148? Yeah, 148 for the week. and um, Very consistent. Yeah. So it's uh, – what was the elevator? My elevation's always about half as much as yours, but 700-odd uh, um, <laughs> elevation. So – um, but yeah, it's, it's been consistent now, I reckon, since October, what was that? First week, I hit 140. So I went from 122 to 142 from um, first week in October. Yeah. Like pretty much all the way through now, just everything's over 140, which is um, seems to be my sweet spot. And um, yeah, it's... Have- What's the go with um, Strava's last four weeks? It says average distance per week, 153.9 for you. Yeah. But you haven't gone over 150. And mine's 179.3. And I'm on that high. Like, have they <laughs> got their, their mathematical calculations out here? Yeah. That's strange, isn't it? I'll take it. But, yeah. Take it. Yeah. I, I don't know how that's – yeah, because even my – this week, 148. Last week, 148. Week before is 137. And – 146. So I don't know how they've given me 153. <laughs> Take it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I think there are. That is odd. Yeah. The, how many K's are you at for the uh, for the year? For the year. Well, let's check. Yeah. Uh, um, 24. Is it right? Nah, that's, no, right. that's all time. That's all time now. 5,121. You've got oh. me by. Yeah. How have I got you? 5,200. Jeez. Oh, my! The start of my year was. You might have gone off, off the grid. Yeah, I was. I was. I've got. I bet you an elevation by nine thousand meters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. I remember like going into um that Hobart half and coming out of that, and I was yeah in all sorts trying to get myself back going again. So yeah, a lot of hours out there with the uh, on the leg. Three hundred eighty-six hours of running. <laughs> yeah. <Jeez. laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where uh, the, the partners are like, geez, like, yeah, at, you, know, you spend more time running than you do. Could have achieved a lot of things around the house yeah, 386 imagine, yeah. hours. Imagine what the lawns would be looking like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate. Um, let's hear about your week, Mattress, because you, um, again, you pumped out some some big mileage and some, uh, some, some key sessions in there. Yeah, so coming off that um, that Sunday session, as we talked about before, it was pretty pretty solid session, and I knew that I, I might be, I guess, um, I wanted to keep the mileage up, but I knew that I might be a little bit tired off that. So, made sure to yeah back off that. I mean, keep the intensity there for that Wednesday session. But like I'd been doing a lot bigger fart legs and a lot bigger sessions on the Wednesday. So this one, I, I went for a thirty minute fart leg. Um, and then also, yeah, got, got the gym session in on the Monday. So I'm just, just keeping one gym session in a week um, at this stage just for more maintenance, I guess. Um, and, yeah, the session on the Wednesday, I wanted to do, yeah, the 30-minute fart leg. So I did five by one minute, not five by two minutes on, one minute off, five by one minute on, one minute off, and five by 30 seconds, 30, sec- 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. So in total, 30 minutes. And I find that I, um, I respond really well to these sorts of uh, on-off workout sort of quite you know short um ons and, and um and then the offs are, are pretty short too so 
I um, didn't want to dig too deep in terms of the paces for this one. Um, I didn't really want to get down any sort of faster than, than I guess, sort of 305. So I didn't want to go any faster than 5K pace because I, I, I knew that, uh, I, I knew that coming off Sunday, I was, I was probably going to be a bit more tired and, and I wanted to sort of fo focus more around um, starting at 15, around 15K pace, so a bit quicker than half. Um, so a bit quicker than threshold and then work it down from there if I was feeling all right. Um, and so, yeah, I went out to the, um, went out to Peninsula Link, which has, um, which has some rolling hills as well. Um, and, I, and I like those getting up and down those hills with the on off. So I find that um, yeah, it's a bit of fun, but geez, it was, it was, um, yeah, it, it rained a lot. Um, Did you do that in the morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah got out in the morning and, and uh, hammered down in the morning, yeah. didn't it? Because I, I went in the Arvo that night and I missed, completely missed it. Yeah, oh, well planned. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, it, I, mean, I guess it, the one thing it wasn't too bad because I didn't find it that cold. I just, I hate it. If it's freezing cold and you're getting out in the rain, it's not so enjoyable. But if it's got that bit of warmth in it and it's a bit humid, then it's it's definitely a lot more bearable. And, and then I kept thinking back to, you know, we might be getting these sort of conditions um, on race day. So yeah, good to, good to get out and test the alpha flies um on the rain as well and see how they felt and, and yeah that was fine so i started at sort of around 310 to 315 pace um for the two minutes on and i was trying to float around 330 to, to um to 335 pace for the ops and, and, and maintain those floats for each of the ops and then work it down a little bit quicker for the ons for the one minute ons and then work it down yeah fractionally quicker for the 30 second on so managed to do that and yeah i was happy with i guess after especially after sunday um mm. how it came out and so average exactly the same as what you averaged actually for your ports yeah. but let's average 321s um for that session and i've never actually done that session before um like something that where where you know normally i'll do like um you know seven to um seven to ten to 15 by two minute on mm. off or, or just purely one minute on off but i, I like the change yeah. uh, of mixing it up with those on offs and and sort of really trying to build up that lactate um for the the ons and then back it off for the offs because i felt like the the week before um i really wanted to I really got some some speed off the track and and wanted to keep that going um, without really yeah dialing down into into sort of that five k pace zone where it's where I guess it could impact your you know your ability to um, your ability to get your body focusing on burning carbs rather than um, yeah rather than burning fat so that's what I, I guess my my aim was for that session and then felt pretty good and, and got through it all right. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, the turnover you got there is an indication of that strength you've got. You know, you've been able to just to click into those and the way you finished that off, you know, with the, the five 30s on, 30 off, um, super consistent. So, yeah, that's that's great signs and, and good change of stimulus off the back of the, the long marathon workout you did on, uh, we did on Sunday. Yeah, and that's the thing, like it, yeah, just, I find if I just try to really dial in on marathon pace or something, like I, I get, get lethargic on it and, mm. and you just lose that 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 turnover that you're talking about there so i just wanted something a little bit quicker for a stimulus um and then yeah on the saturday hey, I, sorry Matt, before saturday there was a post you did on uh just looking at some of the comments oh, yeah. here yeah the uh pretty disturbing photo on your um on your strava feed mate yeah yeah so um that was on the thursday morning i got out for an 80 minute run um 
you know, I was running along the Frankston, uh, running around the Frankston Reservoir, and yeah, there was this this dead bird on the ground with feathers all over it, um, feathers all around the ground, and it, and it looked like its head had been taken off. And I, and I recognize it as being a tawny frogmouth. We've got some in our backyard, and and they're really cool. They're, they're hilarious. Are they like a owl? No, no, they're not an owl. Yeah, yeah, they they, they kind of you'd think they would be because they yeah. look like one, and they seem to almost behave a little bit more like one mm. uh, but yeah they're not they're not now so um yeah and so i recognize it as being one of those and i was yeah it was kind of like one of my favorite birds actually so yeah. when i saw that on the ground and, and it's a at a location where i've seen um this cat um in yeah. the back. so there's not many not meant to be any um any of any cats or dogs or anything in the park and, and unfortunately obviously someone's either let their cat out or it's a stray cat run away or something but um I because that's kind of what the behavior that cats do is they basically rip the head off. They're a bit, they can be a bit psycho, um, rip the head off and then just leave it for the rest. Whereas if it was a Fox, it would have consumed the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and then yes. I was also thinking if it, whether it had eaten like a, a poison mouse or something, but, but because it, it had all the feathers look like a fight had gone on. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a bit sad to see that. And um, yeah, sort of, you know, I've seen people in the, in the reservoir there with, with their dogs. And so they just, they just wander through with their dogs regardless. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the blatant, there's blatant signs everywhere telling people yeah. no dogs allowed. Um, and I've seen dogs as well. Like, I mean, yeah, it is frustrating. Like I've seen them on leads and I kind of like not very happy with it because I know one of the comments there from clay was that, yeah, that, um, the native wildlife gets scared off by the scent of the dogs. Oh, yeah. um, so it's not just then about the actual, you know, being being scared off by being chased around. It's actually the scent that the dogs let, let off that um, can scare the native wildlife. And there's koalas and stuff that we've seen in there as well. So, uh, yeah, hopefully people take a little bit more ownership of their pets and yeah, lock them up at night. And yeah, so, and then, yeah, I've also seen... I think I've talked about before where a guy abused me when I told him to take his dog out. Um, I asked him, I was um, yeah, asked if he could read because um, there's some blatant signs out there that tell you no dogs. And yeah, he quickly piped back out <laughs> and telling me that. Didn't he say something? Oh, I can't remember what he said. What was it? Yeah, he, he, I said, oh, mate, haven't you read the signs? Yeah. Coming into the park. Um, tell you no dogs and he's like yeah it says f with something in there like, yeah no f wits or something yeah <laughs> yeah like, mate calm down like you're <laughs> <thing> here. <laughs> so yeah um yeah and then, and then um yeah i did some actually yeah i did some hill strides on the friday because i just felt like sometimes if i and at this stage in the marathon prep when you like the, a lot of the recoveries are real easy running and mm. i kind of uh, it's, it's almost like I shorten my stride. And, and I think it is, it, it is something in it where your stride does shorten so that when you try to get out and run a bit faster, like your, your range of movement isn't there as much. And so you're not mm. as efficient over the ground. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to drop in some, some heel sprints. Like it's only 60 seconds of work, but just gets you, I guess, the neural patterning and, and opening that stride up a bit more. So I did that on the Friday. And you do the mid, mid run. So you've done this at like 4k. Yeah, 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 that's right. So I jog out around, yeah, for, for um, 20 minutes or so. And then I've got a nice little hill that um, that I run up and and then jog around for sort of one to two minutes after each of those sets. So I can make sure that it's not like a fart leg. It's just, yeah, focusing on the on the quality there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, get out for 
uh, the Saturday. Yeah, so I switched my session up this week instead of doing the Sunday session because I find that I, I can get really fatigued and, and because that the one that we done was was quite um, mm. quite lengthy. So I decided that on Saturday I'd do a bit of a shorter um, session and then a long run, just a long run on the Sunday. So I went out to do some to start off um, at marathon effort. And then if I was feeling all right, I, I was happy to, to chuck in a bit of a slight progression down to sort of threshold. Um, so yeah, started out at marathon effort, sort of hitting around uh, 325s. And then yeah, started uh, probably about, you know, I, like I did 12, just over 12K of work. So I was 41 minutes. Mm. Um, and I did three of Griffo loop and one of Clay's loop, Zucker. Yeah, I saw these um, no, no mattress loop, just... Just loop down here. No, no, that's right. Um, so yeah, I ended up probably at about so Griffo's loop is is just over three k, and sort of one and a half k's into one and a half laps into that, so probably around five k. All of a sudden, things just started clicking because I wasn't feeling that efficient. Like effort wise was okay, but I just didn't feel like I was, I guess, moving across the ground so well. And then all of a sudden, at about five k, things started clicking and felt really good, and, and managed to finish. Um, quite strong and kick it down a little bit so ended up yeah, averaging, he really did yeah averaging 321s for the for the 41 minutes and I finished think, thinking like oh I could have kept going um rather than right. but I, I just stopped there I thought that was that was plenty because I knew the next day I was going to do a long run um and, and get out for for two hours 40 um and so yeah ended up catching up with um one of the guys I coach Reese um who is um yeah he's training for Melbourne as well and so he, um, yeah, I'd set up for him to do a, a, um, a well, what was it? We were, we were going two hours, 10, and then a, a strong sort of 30 minutes to finish off the long run. Uh, so it was, yeah, him and I out at, um, out at Devil Bend. So we started and, and I suggested running out, um, out towards Dramana, basically out towards Safety Beach. And there's this really nice road called Wallace's Road down there. Uh, so yeah we hit, hit that and and actually uh, so i did a bit of a drive by the day before because Gemma had um had been there a couple of weeks before and said the roads were really in in shocking condition like corrugations yeah. camber um but yeah so we did a bit of a drive by the night before or the day before and um yeah found that the that the roads were in good nick so i was happy to yeah get out there because I, I know two hours 40 on a camber or on corrugation yeah. really destroy the legs um yeah so we we got out for um, average 420s for the two hours 40, so just over 37K. And, and yeah, can I guess when we hit about – hit that sort of um, two-hour 10 mark, we started gradually picking the pace up and, and like, I guess a strong finish. Um, we're trying to hold sort of around four-minute Ks um, and try to average around four-minute Ks. So just enough that, you know, you're going to get some sort of a bit of a, a – bit of a a solid stimulus at the end of the run without fully going mm. deep into a um, deep into into the red, like red zone at the back end of a of a long run when you when you've done a session the day before um, and then yeah also reverse and it was all basically all it is all on dirt road um, yeah, nice so what climbed four hundred meters um, elevation well, so it was a bit that's of, almost mine in a week yes yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and, and you've got you know you started out nice, um, conservative, you know, pretty conservative, and then you can see from uh, from eleven k on, pretty much, you know, so fifteen k on, you basically just start to really just work it down nicely, and uh, yeah, the last ten k were all um, 
pretty much under or well, last day at seven K all under four minute Ks. Four minute Ks. Yeah, that's yeah, just about. Yep. Yep. And then I um also wanted to I had three gels. So I had one of the goos. Um and then I had two Morton gels. So three gels over the course of the two hours 40, and they sat well. Yeah. And like you said, um, you felt like they sat better compared to last week. And and I felt the same this week. So I think the body's starting to, yeah, starting to adapt to um yeah, a bit more food being taken on for the for the long run. So I'm gonna do the keep doing that for the basically for the next um yeah, yeah. next three weeks or so. And um, yeah. Train the, train the gut to um, take on that bit more of a bit more nutrition for the for the run and, and get those carbs in um, try it out hopefully yeah get up to 60 grams carb per hour that's my my aim and and that's what I'm hoping to be able to do for the race yeah and I think you know the danger is on race days we always maybe under fuel a bit you know so if you can get your body up to just compensating that you can take on it a lot more because you might you know even if you yeah you, you just want to be in that position where you're trying to take on as much as possible because yeah it's just when you're in that moment and you're racing and you you, you have a tendency to probably not get it down as, as quick under the under the pressure and the stress of racing so yeah getting used to taking on more more is i think look if your body can handle and your guts can handle it then yeah getting in more is is, is obviously better yeah um so yeah, the more you can practice, it's going to help on uh, on race day. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, I know I did like a, some fasted runs where I didn't consume anything, but now's the time to really. I feel it's the time now to to really yeah um, dial in and, and train that gut to be able to absorb as much fuel as possible. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. ended up with a hundred and what was that? Hundred and seventy eight k, maybe yeah. hundred seventy six. Jeez. 176 for the um for the week yeah so just slightly more than more than last week so there was yeah. like five yeah five doubles. i've got 167 oh really oh is that right uh, oh yeah maybe because yeah it, something happened with the wednesday upload and maybe the the doubles haven't had i mean the the warm up and warm down haven't yeah 8k's extra yeah that that's probably it then but um yep. big weeks regardless yeah yeah yeah, and, uh, so that's all all going well, mate. So uh yeah, very uh very solid week in the bank. And uh next week, um, yeah, a couple more sessions in the in to to tick off. Yep, yeah, looking forward to it, mate. All right, Zaka. So we also had a listener question come in. We actually had a couple of listener questions in this week. Um, the first one was from Zach. Do you want to do you want to read it out? Yeah, it's actually on our Instagram from Z ZD Round. Um, says, "Hey gang, uh, love listening to the podcast. Just had a question in relation to the Melbourne Marathon. I'm, it's my first marathon, and I'm aiming for sub three hours. Training is going well. Everything's on track. I think I'm tempted to run the Sandy Point half just to experience a few race day." things like nerves running groups hydration but not sure if the pros outweigh the cons in regards to uh on stress on the body especially being only two weeks out from the marathon so do i do it it also said uh thanks to the new routes around devil bend dirt roads matt it's a great spot keep up the good work 
Yeah, no, he's um, yeah, I've, I've seen Zach Cummett, um, yeah, hit hit up around Devil Bend, and he's been putting some really good uh, training together. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes at, at Melbourne Marathon, and and it, it's a really good question this one, Zacha, uh, mm-hmm. because <laughs> I mean I, I was actually talking today with Reese a little bit about it as well because we were discussing whether we we don't have the opportunity to get a race in before <clears throat> before um yeah Melbourne Marathon, and and you know we've been we've been starved of races for, for so long. And, and, you know, these, these few are popping up. I think we've got three in three weeks basically mm. uh, coming up. And, and so, um, but it, yeah, if you're, I'll be suggesting um, like, I, I like probably the, the main, I guess, thoughts are about what, what the purpose is for, for that race. And, and like um, Zach said there, it's tempted to, to do it, to experience a few race day, things like nerves and, and running in groups and hydration, et cetera. And I totally get that. And, and that, that is a, a very valid point where, uh, and I think we've sort of, we talked about it where we got together and you know, it's a bit different sort of a feeling how, how we did that session the other day where you're running um, next to each other, which we haven't really had the opportunity to, um, to sort of sit on each other and, and, uh, and, and get a bit of a, get a bit of a feel for running in a pack. So um, I totally get that. Um, but I'd be looking at <clears throat> at the risk versus reward for that sort of a, a, a half um, marathon, and you're looking at two weeks out from the from the marathon. And and I like to think that you know, the 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 main sort of uh, the main adaptations that you're going to get, or the the majority of the adaptations are going to take at least four weeks, some sort of three to four weeks to occur. Um, especially for the the marathon, um, like you are going to get some that are actually going to take a few days to occur, like neuromuscular um, sort of adaptations, even some enzymes within the mitochondria, which help uh, help you make uh, energy. Are going to take you know it, it days to come about. Um, but yeah, that sort of full adaptation process is is going to be three to four weeks, and, and this is only two weeks before the race. So, hitting a half marathon, um, you will get if you do it two weeks before the before the race, you will get some adaptations but you're not going to get the full amount before the actual marathon itself you know you're going to be two two one to two weeks out from actually getting the full set of adaptations so i like when i plan my training around a marathon i try to get the most um specific marathon workout three to four weeks before the marathon itself um because after that because you are going to um, limit the amount of adaptations you're going to get you what what you want to do is try to basically get you get that all the fatigue that you've got in your body built up <clears throat> built up over the course of what, however long you've been training for the marathon for you want to get that out of out of your body uh, but still maintain fitness um, and a hard effort over a half marathon is going to kind of do the almost the opposite in terms well it is going to do the opposite in terms of the amount of fatigue that you're going to build up and and be able to clear for the marathon um i mean if i if i go out and do a half marathon i'm looking at at least one and a half weeks of easy running yeah before i'd get to do a session so i mean by all means you you can go and do it and and i know um uh, monogetti did it before um i might have been the berlin marathon he did it two weeks before the marathon and he the great north or something yeah the great north that's right yeah did great north ran like was it just over 60 minutes i believe and then mm. and then went out and won berlin marathon so it's not like it, yeah. it's it's impossible mm. i just look at it as a risk versus reward kind of thing 
um, I would suggest not um, not racing. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, the other thing is, do you go out and do it as your long run? Um, you still get, I mean, you don't get as many sort of nerves. You don't get that same sort of feeling of yeah. sitting in a group, but you can practice your hydration maybe. Um, so do you go out and do your, your you know, your warm up? Um, maybe a, a, a 10 minute warm down and, and the half marathon and there's your you know there's your almost your two hour two hours of running two weeks before before a marathon yeah. um, and and that's a, I, that is also an option but as long as you're going to be realistic with yourself and not try to um get caught up in the caught up in the motions and and start thinking no nah, i feel great here i'm going to race it and then mm. and um potentially put yourself back for the marathon so yeah that's my thoughts on it anyways okay yeah, no, I think you've nailed it. I think my only and, – and given the situation he's put himself in is, is aiming for that sub three hours, so he's done a, a bulk of work to get to that mm. position, it, it is risky to be pushing this, you know, I think two weeks is too close to go all out in a, in a half. I think the only thing I, I would say, if you were – if you'd had the structure in the program that had a bit of a lighter tape, like if – almost tapering into it and then you're using maybe this as the back end of it. So you might want to obviously practice your race kit, race mode, getting the race feeling, but doing a pickup in the last 10K. So mm-hmm. that way you're minimising having the, that one and a half weeks of really sort of feeling it. You might be able to come off that and use that as your taper. and It could give you the confidence. Um, but, yeah, the, the risk with that is that you still get carried away with it. And you can also... Yeah, I think two weeks could play with your head a little bit as well. Like if you find that even that last 10K, you, you, you're working down, you don't feel great, um, you might actually sort of <laughs> not do yourself um, great confidence. Just so two weeks, yeah, it's, it's pretty tight to do a half um, strong. I get the old idea around the, the practicing race mode, race kit, but I think you could still simulate that um, yeah, three and a half, four weeks out, um, which is basically now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And essentially not going all out for, um, yeah. I mean, I, I've we've both probably done halves. Uh, I know before Melbourne, I did a half. Um, but I, I think it be, might have been right on four weeks or four, you know, five weeks out. And, and how'd you go in that half, Zach? Um, yeah, went all right in that half, but... <laughs> I've done a few halves before that. Um, Did you get a win? Yeah, I might have had a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also had halves where I felt amazing in that four weeks out and then had shock and marathon. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a... <laughs> yeah, my... Yeah, I don't know. I, I would have... I, I think we're on the same page here, mate. I think four weeks, two, two, two weeks is too close to go all out and you could use part of it, but not all of it. Yeah, my my, I guess the um, maximum amount of time or the the time in which I would suggest is four plus weeks is is my what what my thoughts are anyway. I know other people might have other thoughts, but that's what what my my thoughts are with with yeah. um, hitting a half before a marathon because I, I I know you can get a lot out of it um, out of hitting a half. But yeah, just when you try to think about all right, what what am I going to benefit out of this and. Yeah. And am I, if you're weighing up the pros and cons of it, are those pros going to outweigh the cons? Yeah. I mean, I've got um, Anna's one of my athletes. She's going to run the full – she's going to run the half, but it's going to be a training run. So it is just essentially our last, our last long run. Um, 
you know, there may be a little bit of a, a steadier back end of it, but it won't be, it won't put us in any position and, and the, the be light week. There won't be, a, probably won't be a session that week. So that'll kind of just come off that. So great question though um, from, from Zach and uh, hopefully that helps and looking forward to seeing him out at, uh, in, uh, at Melbourne in the marathon. Yep. 100% mate. And I'm delighted to welcome back to the Better With Running podcast, uh, Chris Armstrong, our, obviously our head coach here at uh, one of the coaches at Run to PB and also the head coach at the Shepherd and Runners Club. Good to have you back on the show, Chris. I think it was um, probably about five or six weeks ago when we were chatting and uh, yeah, good to have you back on for catch up. Oh, thanks, Zachary. It's, it's great to be here, mate. So yeah, very excited about the opportunity to have a catch up chat. Yeah, we were obviously... Um, deep in in lockdown last time we're chatting and we were kind of we were all both training pretty solely just not waiting for races to open up and now we've got the opportunity to um to have some races obviously i've got melbourne and you're you're planning for the wellness run that two times a year wellness run in december but before that you uh opened up the season on the track with a with a big 5k pv which um lit up strava just last week and uh love to hear a bit more about that one yeah, it was um, a bit of a surprise, actually. It's sort of, um, I don't think I've ever had that many kudos or comments in my life. Not that we run for that, but so let's put that out there. But yeah, um, the support was pretty overwhelming, to be honest. But yeah, the, um, the 5K sort of, I haven't had an actual race. I've done some time trials, but I haven't raced since March of 2020. So yeah, wow. Um, I remember having a, a bit of a quick chat to, to Andy before and he said, you know, what do you normally do before a race? Like, I can't remember. It's, it's mm. been 18 months, mate. I, don't, I just don't know anymore. <laughs> but um, no, it was sort of throughout the lockdown. Um, I, I'm absolutely loving my running probably more than any time. Actually, not probably. I'm definitely loving my running any more than, more than I ever have. So um, wanted to jump in, be able to jump into some stuff where – it wouldn't sort of beat me up too much that I could just keep putting weeks together and the 5K was perfect for that. And um, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last time we were chatting, but I was lucky enough to get a pair of Dragonfly spikes. And um, yes. the, the goal's been, you know, as a bit of an older runner, uh, not, not young anymore, but um, I really wanted to get my body to a point where I felt confident putting some spikes on, jumping on the track and giving it a go. So... Yeah, the, um, the opportunity came up to go over and run a 5K on the track. Um, Athletics Bendigo put on a track meet every Tuesday, pretty much from now till the end of March. And um, I was blown away. I've never actually set foot on the track at Bendigo before. And it's yeah. just, it's stunning. I loved it. Um, even like my, the track, I've run on the track a little bit here in Shepparton and the events that we put on here um, are really just my, um, guess at how a track event should be. So it was my actual first proper track event. Um, and I probably exposed my newness a little bit where I was doing some strides down the back straight and ran through the um, where the photo finish would be. Um, <laughs> and one of the lovely um, marshals just came over and had a quiet word and asked if I could move on to the back straight to do that, uh, which yeah. was good. Um, and then as I came in to finish, um, I thought I was doing the right thing coming into lane one. Uh, no, 
got to get out into lane three when you when you finish <laughs> off. So same person, you know, they were very lovely, came over and just gave me a little bit of helpful advice. So I'll, uh, I'll take that on board. So, um, yeah, definitely learned a few things. But, geez, it's a good setup over there. Uh, I think between the – they had a 1K, a 3K and a 5K go on while I ran, there was about 20 people that participated in that um, yeah. and a separate 3K um, prior to that that had, you know, maybe 10 or 15 people participate. And, um, yeah, just, you know, people of all ages, kids, um, male and female, um, different abilities. And probably the thing that impressed me most was that um, the people that they didn't know or hadn't been there before, the club went out of their way to go and say good day. Um, introduce themselves and just try and make people feel at home um, you know and I suppose I've been running for a little while and I was nervous going over there I didn't yeah. really I didn't know anyone except for Andy and it was actually yeah. you know it was the first time I'd met Andy face to face as well so um, yeah just a lovely environment um, great track and yeah if there's anyone that's sort of over that way that's thinking about it go and do it go and have a bit of fun um i i paid four bucks to go and have, <laughs> run a 5k on the track like to run to pay four dollars and you get a photo finish and digital yeah. time and um you know, go and have a proper race hit out those i don't know yeah been 18 months since i'd had a race i don't know what world i'd step back into where i'm just paying four dollars <laughs> instead of you know used to running these big city things and um you know pay a hundred bucks to just go and run a 10k which you know we probably look at and think yeah that's reasonable but um mm. yeah but um no just grateful for the opportunity um i think i ended up running about 1706 which um for me is the the best i've run on a track i've had some quicker times at park run but i'm pretty sure at park run here at chef it's about 4.9 or you know 4.85 yeah. so um sort of good one for the that makes you look, look all right but deep down it's you know it's not 5k but yeah sort of happy with how it came out um me and andy had a bit of a plan where we'd sort of be conservative for the first couple of k and then try and wind it up and um yeah it was for a first hit out good signs and um my calves and my achilles are still intact yeah i was going to say that you mentioned it in in one of your posts you'd, you'd reached out to sammy sammy the shoe dog who's a regular on here um about transitioning into spikes is as you say you, you you don't get on the track a lot and then actually getting on the track and then getting into spikes um couple of your sessions that you've been at you've, you've sort of worked into into the spikes with a few workouts what 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 was your key takeaway and obviously worked um some insights into some people that are, are maybe a little uh, sitting on the fence about whether they should get into spikes yeah um the big thing that um, I suppose I found was I've got a like, one run a week. So usually on a Wednesday morning before I go to Pilates, I go and I started out just doing two or three K and just an easy run in some night um, LT streaks, which have got mm. a four mil drop, um, you know, and not a lot of padding there either. So it's probably the closest I could get to putting something on my feet that, um, you know, was a shoe where I could go and do a bit of work because it's a bit hard to sort of get to the track during the week and you know, I don't really want to go there and just run easy laps so um, I'd, over the course of about eight or nine weeks I'd built up to sort of six six and a half k with some strides and just in talking to Andy he, he was of the opinion that and you know and I'll back this up too now that I've done it that um, running in this 
dragonfly spikes is actually a lot easier than running in the streets. Um, yeah. You just the cushioning's a lot better, and there's actually just a there's a, I'm not sure if the drops exactly the same, but um, just found just hitting the midfoot and the spikes, you just felt so much better than um, what I was feeling in those shoes. So um, through a mix of the strength work and just doing that sort of one run a week with the strides, um, just trying to build up the leg strength um, you know, and, and being consistent with it, not sort of going, oh, let's try and smack out a few bigger runs in these shoes and see what happens. But um, yeah, I, and there was... I'd, on a Monday, I'd sometimes do some strides and I'd sort of swap out of my heavy shoes and put the streaks on and, and do a bit more work in them. But yeah, sort of nothing too glamorous, but yeah, it's just a nice way to, to pop into them. The only run I'd done in the spikes, I managed to sneak onto the track on a Saturday morning about three weeks, or maybe three or four weeks ago. And I got chased around doing some strides by some lovers. So rather than do the whole session, I got shooed off there and had to do a set of 400s running up and down the car park. <laughs> um, in, in my in my endorphin pros so um yeah i didn't really get much of a chance to test the spike so yeah a bit nervous yeah. about those too but yeah happy to report that no ill effects really really happy with how they went um but i suppose if i'm being honest i reckon i'm probably i've got a bit of work to do because i reckon when i got tired i noticed i got pretty sloppy and there was a fair bit of um heel striking going on as opposed to sort of getting full value out of it, um, yeah. getting up on the toes and, and being a bit more midfoot. So, um, yeah, work to do, but it's, it's a challenge that I'm, I'm looking forward to. I love that. A, a standard runner, you run a PV and there's, there's still more work to do. Like we just oh, don't, it, we're, not, we're never satisfied. It's, and that's, no. that's what keeps us getting out the door and keeps this, um, yeah, you know, Doing some of those, you know, it's been some crazy weather the last few weeks, uh, last few days. So, you know, getting out there in the rain and rain hail will shine. And um, yeah, it is satisfying when you get out and, and run that PB. And then, um, yeah, it's always good to keep looking forward like you are. And and back to that race, uh, 12 and a half laps on the, on the track. How was the, <laughs> how was that off the back of doing a lot of park runs? I mean, you've done a few, you mentioned in the Shepparton Runners Club, you know, done some, some races there, but um getting back on there and, and having a, and it looks like you, you got the win by a bit in the end, but um, doing a bit of work solo. Yeah. Um, so I suppose back to that community aspect. So um, on the start line, I lined up next to a bunch of eight, nine and 10 year olds who are running the one K. Um, <laughs> and I was, you know, used to, I guess, starting fun runs with kids and I was thinking, oh geez, I'll probably get out pretty hard. So um, tried to put in a, a quick 50 so that um, I could sort of get around them. But um, yeah, after that, just tried to settle into a rhythm and pretty much just ran solo. Um, what was really cool, you'd sort of go past someone and give them a bit of encouragement and they sort of you know, cheer back. So it was, yeah. everyone was supporting each other. But um, <laughs> once again, my track newness um, and being a bit raw and haven't raced for a bit, I didn't realise they had a lap counter. Yeah. Um, they, they, there was a guy there and he was um, bringing the numbers down each lap <laughs> and we got to three so with three laps to go I'd lost count I thought I still had four laps to go and I was getting a bit tired <laughs> that's and, always a good thing when there's less than, than... Uh, but coming here, like pretty much I think the 300 metres of that lap I probably dropped the bundle a little bit going oh, I'm more tired than I should be mm. I better just ease back a gear here and I'll probably 
um, left two or three seconds out there that lap and all because I just wasn't paying attention off of the pixies and I came around and like, oh, hang on, that's got a three on it. And I looked down at my watch and like lost, it's not accurate. Um, it had sort of, it was pretty close to four Ks and I'm doing the math going, oh, hang on. Oh, I've got three laps to go here. I better, <laughs> I better pull the finger out um, and sort of kick for home a little bit. But um, yeah, it was sort of, I, ne- I didn't realise how much I'd missed racing until yeah. I actually got in one and, and gave it a go. And look, yeah, the, the result was really good. Um, but there's a lot of room for improvement in terms of how I executed it and, yeah. and did it. But, um, you know, overall it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, hopefully be able to get back across there. I think at this stage we're aiming to go back across in January, um, you know, whether we go at a, a three or a five, I'm not sure, but yeah, just, um, you know, hopefully work will be accommodating again. Let me leave a little bit early because it sort of it kicks off at seven. So yeah, okay. um, it's sort of, it's about 90 minutes from Shep across to Bendigo that, um, yeah, hopefully we'll give one another crack in the new year. It's really icing on the cake, the, the races. And I think, like you mentioned earlier, like you're just loving your, you've been really loving your running throughout this period where you didn't get a race for, you know, 18 months plus. And then to then now have that opportunity to race, I mean, that's that's even um, more exciting. And it just, you know, it shows you, I think that's probably one thing COVID's, um, you know, really taught a lot of us runners is that we've been able to sort of wind it back to us as to why we keep running it's not because of the races and the PUEs it's just we enjoy you know so many other aspects of running and the benefits we get and um yeah and and look you throw throw races on there on top of it it's um it's kind of cool and it's you know it is you can do a lot of sessions and you can just keep pumping out sessions but it's nice to challenge yourself put yourself out of the comfort zone and I guess you got the you got the nerves on the start line that you, you wouldn't have felt for since back in March 2020? No, it's, you know, even just, um, you know, getting there early and walking yeah. laps just to, to loosen up and, you know, you can feel the butterflies um, mm. up in the throat. Um, you know, I was doing yeah. doing a few run-throughs there just before we started. Um, I met a gentleman so who was actually hoping to run. Um, oh, he wanted to run, I think, sub-1330, which would have got him the age 70 track record at Bendigo and he ended up running 1250 and got it oh. uh, which was huge you know here's a guy that's been running for you know this is 3k years. yeah 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 3k yeah 3k maybe 5k four hang on yeah, I was say he's broken the Australian record but yeah. just just a cheeky 1250 <laughs> after a 70-year-old Bendigo um but yeah we were just doing some run-throughs and uh, having a chat you know and saying like a guy that's been running for 40 or 50 years and hadn't raced for a while but you know, had this goal and he was nervous and I, I thought, mate, I'm nervous too. And I've never really done a, a proper race tra- race with other people on you. And so, um, yeah, we had a bit of a laugh and you know, it was pretty cool. You know, we had a chat afterwards and I was stoked, you know, just to, you know, he's a guy, 70 years, years old, runs, run 1250 for 3K. And I'm just hoping that I can get to that point and still tie my shoes by myself. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's amazing. Effort, yeah. And, um, so off the back of that, you, you're obviously going to look at a few more track races, but also back on the roads, you're, you're talking about uh, wellness run is on the cards for you down in, in St Kilda. And- yeah, absolutely. Um, the mental health is something that's pretty important to me. Um, you know, I don't, I'd challenge anyone out there to say that they don't know someone who's been, been impacted um, by, by some 
poor mental health and you know beyond blue has a fair bit to do with the wellness run so yeah really keen just to get down there go and support it i know um, run to pb are supporting it as well but yeah just just want to get down give it a crack um but i know from uh, my stable of runners I, um, Anna G, she's going to have a go at the 10K down there. And I've got Taryn Kirby having a go at the 5K as well. So um, be be an exciting morning, uh, hopefully. That'll be exciting for you and Anna to, to toe the line together because I, I notice a lot of training sessions together. You, your training partners, obviously your coach, but um, do a lot of workouts together. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm lucky enough. So, yes, yes, Anna is my official training partner. Yeah. Um, we do run pretty much what we do we do all of our runs together so you know we catch up sort of five six times a week and um you know get all all of our stuff done and i don't want to put any pressure on it she's in amazing shape at the moment so um you know she ran a 5k time trial pb a couple of weeks ago and um you know still had a bit in the tank i reckon but um yeah, I think, you know, she's well-placed to, to have a really good run down there. And, you know, that'd be pretty cool. I know, um, I guess we see that much of each other and, you know, you sort of go through the ups and downs of everything. And when, when someone, one of your mates are doing really well, you sort of, it just hits that bit more. So yeah. um, be pretty cool to see how she goes. Um, Taryn's been sort of training the house down as well. Yeah. Um, the 5k for her will probably be a bit more of a social one she's going to catch up with the mates and um sort of go and include this one as well i think that day as well um sort of cheeky shout out for the melbourne football club i think um, melbourne having a um premiership party at the mcg which is just pretty convenient for me oh, um yeah, myself. the truth comes out why yeah well yeah. um that may have been a selling point but yeah, yeah. myself and anna are melbourne supporters too so yeah. um we might be able to sneak our way over to the footy um after the run but you might have um, the melbourne jumper on for the uh for the run um might warm up in it uh, <laughs> it might be in the kit bag for, yeah. for later in the afternoon but um no look that'll be that'll be really cool to give that a go i would have loved to have done something at melbourne marathon but um with the 10k sort of scheduled on saturday yeah. afternoon at three o'clock it just probably wasn't um you know super conducive to what i wanted to do yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so no we'll give that a crack um i just want to go down and have a good run like i know if you get a good day around St Kilda road um, mm. you know nice and still you, you can run extremely quick so hopefully yeah. i can find a, a group and um sort of find something or do something that's reflective of the training that i've done look at the end of the day there's you know we've missed it all we've all missed it for so long is that that travel down to a race that that feel you know there's just so much that you can take away from a day whether it's a good day or whether you actually perform like you you know you you hope for but the whole journey of you know all going down that lead up you know that week of the race there's a real buzz when you know you've got a race and um you know then you, you finish the run and then everyone's sort of buzzing and talking about their experiences and it just I find, you know, you come off that and then you sort of just propels you into the next week and you start thinking about, okay, what, what, what's next? Um, I think that's the, the beauty of, of racing and it really keeps you motivated. And I suspect you're, you're coaching um, quite a lot of uh, athletes and their mindset now that races have opened up, have you sort of noticed, um, you know, more, more planning going on? And I guess that, that certainty around racing is, has shifted um, 
shifted gear, you know, shifted them into gear for, for looking into the new year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> it's been really exciting, actually. I think, you know, it's coming up, um, you know, best part of a year and a half I've been coaching with Runs of PB and pretty much you know, outside of a couple of um, exceptions, for the most part, we've just been week on week, just trying to get through at a bit of a variety and, you know, the occasional time trial, but to actually have some races open up and be at a point now where people can look at something, put it on the calendar and be confident that it's going to happen. Um, that, that's been really exciting. So I can, over the, let's say next two months, um, I just off the top of my head. So I've got, um, there's Anna Turnbull running the Melbourne Marathon. Um, she's super excited. Um, obviously Anna and Taryn that I just mentioned for the wellness run. Um, Beck Monk, um, who's going to run her debut half marathon at the Cadbury oh, cool. Half Marathon in January. Um, and Renee Hucken as well. Um, hopefully join her there. Um, I've also, you know, a couple of weeks, I think, or same weekend as the mm. wellness run, I've got Kate Dayton running um, 50k leg at um, Surf Coast Century oh, wow. and at Anglesey. So, um, you know, sort of a, a few different events there that, you know, over, mm. over a couple of months, there's sort of a decent chunk of people, even just locally um, with the Runners Club, we're going to have a little handicap event in a couple of weeks and oh, cool. um, so we obviously can't don't have access to park run in victoria just yeah. yet um so yeah just a chance to for those people who don't want to run a marathon or go to melbourne or uh, you know travel to bendigo to do the track we can still make our own event here in shep have a bit of fun with it um you did know, you just sort of, last year did you do a oh two it might, it might have been Geez, the years are demolding. Yeah. It might have been two years ago. Because remember, we were chatting. You had a massive contingent out there, and it was a yeah. oval there. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was actually funny enough. I was actually looking for that photo um, yeah. from that day. It ended up that was actually January this year. Oh, was um, it? Yeah, okay. yeah. We did we did a three k that day. So yeah, we're actually going to do a mile this time. Yeah, cool. um, so a bit of a we're going to start on the oval. So we're going to have like a hundred meter burst on the oval on the grass out the gate um, and then sort of follow a bit of a bitumen track and um, that I need to go and measure to see where the turnaround point's going to be yeah. um, before they sort of loop back and I'll finish with like a, a final 300 metres on the oval. Um, so, yeah, just really looking forward to putting something on where um, people can get a few nerves and then hang around and have a bit of a, you know, after race chat, have a bit of a barbecue and just enjoy each other's company because yeah, mate, it's just it's been so long. Mm. <laughs> we just we, want to get it happening again. And and people can um, jump on and sign up at Shepherd and Runners Club. Yeah, absolutely. Like oh. um, for the for this one, you know, whether you're a member or not, I'm members. Mm. It's free, and non-members, it's five bucks, and you can come along, mm. throw an entry in. Um, we've got four $30 vouchers available for the top two males and top two females for um, my inter-sport here in Shep. So, you, you know, you might pay five bucks and walk away with a yeah. $30 voucher. But I guess just, we just want to provide an opportunity for people to come and socialise. Like mm. the, as a coach who, you know, we're just trying to build a bit more of a running community in town. The most exciting part of the day is actually when we're finished yeah. And, you take, and you take a step back and you see sort of 30, 40 or 50 people who haven't left. They're just mm. hanging around and, you know, it might be eating a cheeky hash brown off the barbecue yeah. or something yeah. like that. 
but just having a bit of a laugh and mm. you know just a hey hey going and that's that for me is the most exciting part the actual yeah. athletic part of it i mean that's yeah. you know that's sort of something to do for them to fill in sort of 15 to 20 minutes but yeah. um yeah the, the social aspect for me um sort of what gets me excited just to see it all up and about and alive again yeah for sure and uh we'll, we'll post the link in our show notes but yeah they're super easy i know on their facebook page you can just jump in and um pretty much fill out a google doc and you're away mm. and uh you'll look after them in the handicap no doubt yeah, oh, absolutely, mate. I'm always, I'm always generous to newcomers, uh, much to the chagrin of some of our club members because it usually have because I don't know many of the people and I just rely on their um, their honesty with their registration <laughs> time. Talking, maybe. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so I spend a bit of time on race view and yeah. um, various, if I can find them on Strava, just to try and <laughs> handicap them fairly. But um, with the mile, there's not much leeway. So if I... Um, if I get stuff wrong, <laughs> they could easily walk away with thirty dollars. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I'll um. Oh, if you see an Andy Buchanan come through, or a you know, James Hansen, or oh, <laughs> run TV coaches, you flag that one, on no doubt. Might um. If they register with fake names, I could get yeah. in a bit of trouble. But um, <laughs> yeah, you sort of always curious when you see a name that you don't recognise. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> am I going to do this? <laughs> Hey, um, just quickly back on, you mentioned a few making debuts, first half marathons, um, events back, being back on the calendar and, and a lot of people started running in COVID. So there'd be a few listeners out there that, that probably haven't been to a major event. Is there any, you've coached a lot of recreational runners to their first event. Is there, is there some things that you, that sort of stick out for you that um, runners need to, you know, kind of think about, plan for, going into these these big events particularly say let's look at melbourne because mm. it can be pretty overwhelming as your first event to um to go down to melbourne and, and have you know thousands of people around you and you you're lining up after you've just been training solo and doing a little you know lots of running solo um, oh absolutely particularly when you know the last 18 months you've pretty much been told to stay at least a meter and a half away from people <laughs> yeah um, you know then you're crammed into a you know a shoebox at the start yeah. line with you know 20,000 other people but <laughs> no look there is um serious for at least two minutes um I would the best tip I can say is try and bank some sleep early in the week um, yeah particularly Friday, if you can. So if it's a yeah. Sunday race, you want to try and get, this is, you know, I'm probably not flush with brilliant advice with this, but <laughs> if there's one thing, one thing that you can try and do, try and get a really good night's sleep the night before the night before, because I promise yeah. you the night before a race, you'll barely sleep. That's yeah. going to be rubbish because oh. you all it's the things so, in your head. Yeah. And then you just, go through this thing where you're like, oh, I'll go to bed extra early. And then you're just lying there, like staring at the ceiling. You can't sleep. You miss your time to sleep. And then you're just, yeah, you bang on. That That night, night before is crucial. Oh, like, and I think you know, we'll have a bit of a laugh at this. You know, um, one of Brady's, you know, we, we hang it on Brady a little bit. But um, he <laughs> always wants to right. bank time early. Yeah, that's yeah. half of the course, isn't it? But he always wants to bank a little bit of time early with, when he's doing a bit of pacing, well, instead, we don't necessarily want to bank time, but we do want to bank sleep. Yes. Um, because, yeah, I, mean, I don't think it matters how many races you do. That night before, mm. the adrenaline starts to build. 
I reckon you probably check your phone 17 times to make sure the alarm's set. Yeah. Um, you know, just any sort of thinking, you're already thinking, you know, logistically, how am I going to get there? What time? What's mm. the traffic going to be like? And, you know, the mind does start to wander onto the things that you can't control, yeah. um, which probably leads me to my next thing. Don't stress about the things you can't control. Um, <laughs> that's just, yeah, it's wasted 100%. energy. But um, if you can bang sleep, um, you know, I always like to try and get to any event at least an hour before kickoff time. And that gives us enough time to do a bit of a bag drop. Um, you know, I'm not sure what the situation is with bag drops in Melbourne this year, but, you know, sort of get somewhere where you can get to the start line, um, go to the toilet, do a bit of a warm up. Um, you know, it's nerves. There's plenty of nerves. You're probably going to need a toilet stop or two. It's always yeah. best to do that before the race not during um, if you can help it but um, yeah I just I reckon um, probably another one and look may not need it for a summer marathon but I always like to take like a long sleeve top or a jumper or something like that to, to wear down there where I can keep that on at the start line and then sort of just turf it yeah. in the minute or two before just so I don't get cold um, I know Melbourne um Traditionally, and I'm, I'd have to look on the website, I'm sure they'll do it again this year, but they do collect the clothes that are thrown away for charity. So Yeah, um, and yeah. being the marathon's a 6 a.m. start this year, so yeah. um, like it could quite well be, you know, somewhere between five and eight degrees in the morning, um, mm. you know, being Melbourne. So, yeah. um, you know, just, just having those layers, I think, um, certainly helps because the last thing you want to be doing is sort of shivering and, and yeah. huddled on the start line. But, um, yeah, other than that, it's probably, you know, just things like, um, you know, set your gear out the night before, try and, um, you know, that trying to go to bed and, you, and you're right, go to bed early and then the mind starts racing. Well, if you can try and calm the mind a little bit, because you know that you've literally done everything, all you need to do is really get up, um, get dressed and, and go, whether that's, you know, order an Uber or get on the train or, or yeah. whatever. But, um, you know, I think, um, yeah, they're probably my big things, mate. Yeah, and yeah, bang on it. And it it's 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 crazy because we we talk about this. I've talked about this before, Gold Coast and other events, and like it still happens that you get to the race morning and people are scrambling to get their their bib on or something or their. Mm. And it's it's so easy, and we've got a lot of downtime leading into a race, like in the day before, just go through everything, have a dry run of like what you're going to do, how, you know, and, and just take out anything that can cause stress. So if your bib's on, if you, everything's laid out, you, all you have to do is just get up, you know where everything is. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a big thing I've always sort of gone by is really you want to minimise any stress in the morning because it's just going to take away energy. You know, you want to be yeah. just really trying to be as relaxed as possible through that through that Saturday as well, you know, or uh, we're calling Saturday racing Sunday. So you're just trying to just have everything under control. So you're just thinking, you know, just, and, and you can actually take the mind off the race on Saturday because you've done everything and it's all sorted. Um, so that's, that's pretty great. And, you know, familiarizing yourself with everything around yeah. the race, like have a good read through, like give you a lot of detail on the website and the, in the race booklet so you're not sort of getting there and wondering oh okay where do i have to go have a bit of an action plan um and i think that's something um i'm going to work on with 
with mattress have a bit of a we're gonna put together a bit of a race day checklist and maybe have something you know we'll, we'll put it on our website or link it into the into our comms so yeah you people just go through and just make sure they've checked off everything yeah i think um you know probably my other one for, for the saturday and hopefully before you go to bed but try not to run the race in your head a hundred mm. times the day yeah. before um because i think you know you can you can get a little bit emotionally burnt out the day before mm -hmm. a race just constantly thinking about it like so if you can find a distraction in the afternoon where you know maybe yeah. it's a book maybe go and watch a movie um, yes you know netflix or stan or you know whatever mm -hmm. um you know i know andy likes to play a bit of playstation to pass yeah. the time um I'm, I'm guilty of that too yeah but um you know just just something that gives yeah. the brain a bit of a distraction for a while mm. um because yeah the, the more you think about it um you know you don't want to be so overcooked for it that in the morning yeah. it's just an actual relief to get to the start line and get it done you know save that excitement and those nerves because you want those it's yeah. good to be nervous um and you'll, think, you know, you'll get that as soon as you arrive at the mcg you'll get all those feelings and those emotions they're, they're going to be overwhelmed you know they're going to be coming at you so you've got all you know you've got the other days just to really step away from it and, and try and almost yeah not think about the oh, yeah. absolutely absolutely like i know i mentioned before you know take a jumper or a hoodie or something because it might be cold yeah. those goosebumps that you feel on your legs i'll yeah. be there if it's 20 degrees on the way in anyway so mm -hmm. um yeah i mean that's just how good's that nervous energy though you sort of yeah you see you know and hopefully it's a beautiful morning you sort of see some mm -hmm. of those hot air balloons but yeah yeah you know, walking down to the start line and you can yeah. hear a bit of music and you can smell that glorious coffee, <laughs> yeah. like just yeah. the whole, the vibe of everything. Um, like yeah. Melbourne do a fantastic job. They um, do, yeah. You know, building, building the hype of the event. Like, um, even if you weren't racing as a runner, it's a great place just to get down and be around. Sort of, yeah. you know, listen to the. You know, they'll have someone, or hopefully have someone there singing the national anthem. And yeah, like, like I know at Gold Coast, Deeks normally gets up there and yeah, it gives a really um, <laughs> big, big rev up. Um, yeah. So just things like that, um, you know, and look, if you'd certainly not have the heart rate up a bit before you start, just, um, yeah, a bit, yeah, hopefully if you can just chill out Saturday, keep the feet up and, um, yeah, save it for Sunday. Yeah. And no doubt, you know, you, you've, you've spoken to your coaching, you've got your plan and you're sort of set and you know that, yeah, there is going to be a lot of adrenaline early and just to also, you know, feed off the energy throughout the whole event rather than, having a big spike and then <laughs> then yeah. that'll, that'll that'll really cook you a bit later if you you've just get so pumped that uh you know like 10k in your marathon's done because you've got too excited yeah well that's it you know you don't want to run a 10k pb in a marathon <laughs> so um yeah just um you know it's sort of the thing i've always enjoyed about the marathon is it is a, a run that you really can go out and enjoy that sort of first time mm. where yeah you know you pretty much just want to run along with a smile on your face and enjoy yes. the crowd and take in the scenery and you know have mm. a little bit of a chat to whoever's running next to you because um you know it's how you sort of measure your effort a little bit and make sure that you're not overcooking it but mm. um yeah, i think that's sort of, where sorry Matty, i was just i think this where the um paces come in the melbourne do a great job i know they've got paces from 250 right up to geez mm. uh, maybe even five hours i think they've, they've got a, deep, a really big 
um, contingent of paces at Melbourne Marathon and they do an amazing job. So they are great to, you know, if, if you've worked with your coach and you've got a plan and, and you know, often it's, um, you know, just sit in with that group and, you know, then execute the rest of your plan. But early on, they're, they're great because you've got that whole energy of a you know, group um, just sitting behind and, and someone who's controlling that rather than having to do the, uh, the the thinking yourself. Yeah, and the other thing that I found, I think that are brilliant with the paces as well is that you can run along and be confident that you're holding the pace for the goal that you want to run and that you don't ever have to think, oh, I'm feeling good, I, I might just pick it up a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't know, you can just stay where you yeah. are and, yeah, yeah. and you'll get the job done. And, hey, maybe when you get to 30K or 35K, you can reassess. But, um, you know, they're usually quite experienced runners and they'll they are, yeah. voice that message to the group that, hey, like it's this is how it's meant to feel. It's got to feel good here. And, mm. um, you know, you can sort of really, um, I guess, use their experience to, to help propel you along and, you know, reassure you that, yep, what your coach told you is right let's yeah let's, let's go and do this together yeah 250 to 430 the, the pacing groups are so there's every 10 minutes there's a pace group so perfect to um to work off as well um and yeah it's it's, it's quite a cool feeling when you when you're, you're running along and then you, you feel like you're on the pace and then you can sort of think to yourself oh actually i don't need to run any harder than this this is the pace this is fine this is comfortable let's just lock in at that at this pace so um yeah hopefully some uh some tips there and, and obviously in leading up we'll be we'll be chatting more about the marathon and, and melbourne and, and events so um yeah we'll continue to hopefully bring you some more more tips as we as we lead in yeah not far to go now mate uh, we'd nearly be getting pretty close to that taper for some people yeah yeah it's um what are we now four weeks out so yeah um athletes in the next few weeks will start to just taper down and and um just finishing it off mate we'll um yeah obviously wellness run we'll we'll be able to catch up it'll be great to um to see there i'll be jogging around in the in the 10k a few other run to pb coaches will be in the um yeah it's been ages since we've all been able to catch up so there's a few that'll be down at um down at the wellness run that'll be that'll be great yeah, no, it will be good. Um, I think we've, we've seen plenty of each other over Zoom uh, over the last little bit. So, yeah, yeah it'll be um, good to just catch up and have a few laughs. And, um, yeah, even like I know I, I can't make Melbourne Marathon weekend, but, yeah, just to you know, wish everyone the best for, I guess, their respective events that they've all got coming up. Because I know amongst the group there's some sort of pretty exciting things that are, sort of either have happened or uh, yeah. are in the process of happening. So. Well, one of those was, um, and I, I don't think, I think Sophie Fit, who would usually be um, a fixture at the Melbourne Marathon or she would definitely come down to the wellness run. Um, don't think she'll be there because, uh, yeah, she's got a little bundle of joy and, um, yeah, an amazing, um, yeah, huge congratulations. And during the week, she she actually, <laughs> in, a, in a group message, she said, our fitling hatched. <laughs> <laughs> um playing her name Sophie Fit and yeah so uh yeah Mabel uh Margaret Fit uh was born at 357 uh is that a.m gee I think it was uh yeah I think it was pretty pretty yeah. early um <laughs> sort of yeah marathons so um <laughs> I'd love to um you know hope we can get Soph on it one stage and so if you're listening uh, well done mate we're all absolutely yeah. stoked for you um 
just to see how she found the whole experience sort of um, trying to over the last little while tried to keep fairly regular contact with Soph and see how she was doing and yeah um yeah sort of being being a runner and not really being able to run I think that may have sort of got to her a bit there yeah. but no what a, what an absolute legend no. um, yeah we're super stoked for you mate we'll, we'll all hopefully catch up with you at some point too so yeah we're all excited to meet uh to meet Mabel and um yeah huge huge congratulations be able to get some tips from Brady doing the pram runs yeah that's it I think um Soph's in she's not far from me she's sort of in East Melbourne Fitzroy and I, I often see her at the boulevard so I reckon um down the track, I'll, I'll see her humming along with the uh, with the pram in tow as well. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was great to catch up, uh, Chris O. And I know, um, yeah, it's it was really good to just hear your insights on the getting on the track. And I think for people that may be hesitant about uh, you know getting on, trying it, and, and um, you know, experiencing their first track race, I think there's some great insights into into there. And I think you know, overwhelmingly you're sort of saying just just go for it. And I think off the back of, um, you know, time where we haven't had races, let's just embrace the opportunity where now races are back on. Oh, absolutely, mate. Like if there's anything that has really stood out to me over, you know, all this COVID stuff is that if there's an opportunity to go and do something um, or, you know, if you're grateful for something that someone's done, just go and tell them. Um, or go and do it because you yeah. just maybe that opportunity might not come up again so um, yeah I mean bring on there's still some fun to be had for the rest of this year but I'll tell you what yeah. bring on 2022 because um, yeah there's going to be a few of us that are keen to go and do some <laughs> do some things awesome mate yes yeah, spot on yeah it's going to be a big one and uh, yeah well I'll, I'll see you mate in um, yeah a bit under a month's time down at uh, St Kilda at the wellness front that's it I'll be there mate in the flesh Yes. <laughs> All right, mate. Take it easy. And thanks again for, uh, for jumping on. No, no worries. Cheers, Zaka.